The following ShishMed podcast is a production of DrPodcasting.com. On this edition of the ShishMed podcast, we visit with Shalini Lula. She is a mindfulness expert, and we're going to talk about leveraging mindfulness in the workplace. Listen, if you want to be more mindful and present at work and in your personal life, listen to this episode as we dig into mindfulness and we explain it to you and break it down in easy terms so you can put it to work for you. Plus, Shalini is going to take us, yes, you and me, we're in this together, take us through a guided meditation session at the end. In fact, you're going to feel more relaxed after our guided meditation. And when you see me at ShishMed 2020, I'll be the guy at the podcast recording booth. I want you to tell me how this has improved your life because that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to help you improve. We're trying to help you succeed. That's what the ShishMed podcast is all about. So let's get this episode started right now. This is the ShishMed Podcast, Rapid Insights for Healthcare Strategy Professionals in Planning, Business Development, Marketing, Communications, and Public Relations. I'm your host, Bill Klaproth, and in this episode, we talk mindfulness. Get ready for it. We're going to talk about leveraging mindfulness in the workplace, and we're going to go through a guided meditation at the end. With me is Shalini Lula, a licensed psychotherapist in private practice who works with adults to address a wide range of issues. One of Shalini's specialties is helping clients with work-related challenges, such as finding purpose and meaning in their work, navigating team dynamics, stress management, and effective communication. We all want that. Don't we all want that? Well, let's go to the board and see if it's up there. Being more mindful, survey says. Of course it's up there, and we're all going to be winners with mindfulness. Now, Shalini incorporates mindfulness practices into her work and finds this to be an effective way to help clients manage their stress and feel greater fulfillment in their lives. Love it. Shalini, welcome to the ShishMed podcast. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, it's great to have you with us, and we start every episode of the ShishMed podcast with Rapid Insights. One quick tip someone can use to make their marketing communications better today. So Shalini, are you ready? Give us your rapid insight. So my rapid insight is that being more mindful at work can make you a better marketer because when you're more present in what you're doing, you can be more effective and more productive. And there's your rapid insight. Great job, Shalini. So I love how you talk about being more present at work and being more present in work can make you more efficient and being better at your job, being a better marketer. So let's talk about mindfulness and to give us a foundation to work off of. Could you explain exactly what is mindfulness? So mindfulness is the act of being aware and attentive to what's happening right now. You're noticing your thoughts and you can be aware of your feelings and physical sensations, but the idea is to not get caught up in them and not attached to them and really just focus on what you're doing right in the moment. And one way to think about it is to think about the opposite, which is mindlessness. You know, how many times have we eaten a whole bag of cookies or chips and we don't even remember eating it or we're sitting on our phones and, you know, all of a sudden you look up and an hour has gone by. That's mindlessness. Mindfulness is the opposite. So you're paying attention, you're noticing, you're being present. And when and if your mind does wander, which it will, you're not judging yourself. The idea of mindfulness seems simple, but it's much harder than it sounds. Hard researchers actually did a study back in 2010 that showed that our mind wanders almost 50% of our waking hours. So this is something that we all have to work on. It's not something that comes naturally to us as humans. Yeah, because I think we normally just 
kind of get distracted in our own thoughts. We're thinking about this, and then there's, oh, there's an email. I'm getting a phone call, and oh, God, i got to pay that bill, and oh, I've got this thing tonight, right? Is that So you're, our minds are constantly going, and then, constantly. oh, gosh, my foot itches, and then uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's nutty. So it sounds easy to go, be more present. Just be yes. right in the now and concentrate on what you're doing. But, gosh, it is harder than how it sounds. So then... When we are more present, when we're able to do that on a consistent basis, when we are more mindful, how is that important in the workplace and then for leadership? So there are a few different ways. Leaders are definitely more effective when you're more fully engaged, you have great relationships with your teams. And what research suggests is that there's a number of different ways that if you're more mindful, it can help you in your work. Three ways really stand out, and I'll talk about each of these. One is reducing stress. The second is improving your relationships with other people at work and with your team. And then three, being more present and engaged, which helps you improve your performance and your satisfaction. So I'll start with reducing stress. So much of the stress in the workplace that we feel is related to feelings of being just overwhelmed. Like there's too much to do. And you're focusing, in, you're sitting in one meeting, and you're thinking about the next thing that you have to do. And when you're able to be present and focused on the here and now, you can not worry about what else you have to do in the, you know, in the next meeting or what went wrong in the last one. You're really focusing on what you can control right now, and that helps to manage your stress. Um, the other way that mindfulness can help you manage your stress is that rather than automatically accepting your thoughts and thinking, oh, this person is judging me, they don't like my presentation, et cetera, we can become more aware of the thoughts. We're not so attached or enmeshed with our thoughts. And we can actually challenge them. You can ask yourself, okay, is this a helpful thought right now or is this not helpful? And if it's not helpful, you let the thought float away and you redirect your attention back to what you're doing in the moment, whether it's giving a presentation or you know, whatever it is. And so one of the main areas that mindfulness can help is in reducing stress. Then the second area that mindfulness can help in the workplace is improving your interpersonal relationships at work within your teams. If you're aware of your feelings and your thoughts, you're able to slow down. You're not caught up in them. You're not you know, fused with your thoughts. You're able to notice and, and decide what kind of response do I want to give when I'm triggered by something. So rather than re um, reacting, you're actually responding. Um, the other way that mindfulness can help with relationships is that when you're really engaged and attentive, people feel more heard. And so they feel like you're paying attention. They feel important. They feel more part of the team. And that really improves team dynamics. The third way that being mindful can help you at work is that when you're more present and more engaged, you can actually have better work performance because you're not getting distracted um, and you're not on auto autopilot going from meeting to meeting or to project to project. And if you're more present, you're probably more open to more ideas and you know, discussions of what, what's going on in the meeting itself and what's happening right in the moment. So you're much more engaged and you're much more um, open and that hopefully can improve your job satisfaction as well. So a number of different ways that mindfulness uh, can help you in the workplace. So three easy ways to remember. So one is reducing stress, and you do that by thinking, okay, what can I focus on and do right now? And then challenging negative thoughts, right? And yep. you're saying you can challenge negative thoughts. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed right now or thinking to myself, gosh, do I have what it takes to succeed or I'm going to fail at this job or I'm a fake or some kind of bad negative thought by recognizing they are only thoughts that your mind is cooking up. 
allows you to separate yourself from the negative thoughts, right? You, you are not those negative thoughts. Those thoughts are not your reality. Is that how you challenge them? Yes. And the, way, the reason you can challenge them is that you're not just automatically accepting the thought. The fact that you're kind of separating yourself from the thought allows you to challenge it. The fact that you're actually aware that you're even having that thought allows you to challenge it. Okay, so I like that. You're not accepting the thought, as you said. So you're taking control of your own mind. You're in control of your thoughts. So instead of the thoughts stressing you out, uh, raising your anxiety level, increasing your worry, all bad things for the body, by being more mindful, you shut down and challenge those thoughts, allowing you to be more present and engaged in the moment, right? Absolutely, yes. Okay, I think I might be getting this. This <laughs> this could be a breakthrough in itself. And then you said better interpersonal relationships. So when you're more present, when you're more engaged, you're able to slow down and think of how you want to respond instead of just reacting. Exactly. So you come out with more of a thoughtful response instead of just, ah! You're like, okay, <laughs> let's think about this. Here's my thought on how we can resolve this situation. Or here's a, here's a solution to the problem. Absolutely. So you're being more thoughtful. And then you said you can be more engaged at work. So when you're more engaged, you have better performance. You're not distracted. Exactly. So to recap, because that's what I do. It's my job. Uh, <laughs> being more mindful can help you in three important areas. One, it can help you reduce stress. Don't you want to be less stressed out? Don't you enjoy yourself more when you're not stressed out? For that reason alone, practicing mindfulness is a good thing. Number two, it can help you with your relationships. When you have better relationships, you enjoy your job more. You enjoy the people around you, and it can help you be more engaged. When you're more engaged, you have better performance at work. So as far as I'm concerned, all three of those check in the win column. So, and there... There is a science behind this, right? Well, there's actually lots of science behind it. To date, about actually over 4,000 studies have been published on mindfulness and its impact. Very active field of study right now. And more and more studies are actually being done specifically in the workplace context. Um, and in terms of what they found so far, neuroscientists have used brain scans to find that mindfulness can actually impact the brain. So, for example, um, mindfulness, consistent mindfulness practice helps activate those parts of the brain, such as the prefrontal cortex, which is involved in regulating attention. And it also reduces activity in the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that responds to perceived threats in our environment. And so the idea is the research shows that mindfulness training can improve attention um, as well as focus. Uh, it can help with problem solving. It can actually expand working memory and make us more open to new ideas. That's more on the attention front it also shows there's impact on the emotional front, which means it reduces our emotional reactivity. So in other words, if something triggers us, we don't, we're, we're slower to react, we're more able to respond. And some, some studies have shown that we actually can improve our ability to bounce back from stressful situations. So lots and lots of great research and more and more being done, of course. So what you're basically saying is with practice of being more mindful, we can improve brain function in general? Absolutely. And the more we work at being mindful, the easier it will become? Yes, and that's through the magic of neuroplasticity. 
for, for hundreds of years, hundreds of years, people thought Aha, I love that. <laughs> people thought that brains were pretty much you developed them and once it's you know developed, it's done. That's it. And you know, really, in the last 25 years or so, so much more research about the fact that our brains are constantly changing. And when we practice new ways of being, we're developing new neural circuits that change our brains. And so absolutely, yes, through increased mindfulness practice, you could actually change the way that you are and manifest yourself in the world. This is so cool. Uh, fun fact, uh, neuroplasticity, that was the name of the first band I was in. <laughs> see, it's the brain. Thoughts are wandering and in pops a joke. <laughs> All right, enough of that. See, I need mindfulness. So let me ask you this. How can someone start being more mindful? Help us with that. So there are a couple of different ways to get started. The most simple way, really, is whether you're at home or at work or wherever you are, just start by tuning into what you're experiencing right now. And when you feel distracted, which you will, just observe what you're feeling or thinking or what the physical sensation is. Observe it, name it to yourself, and then gently guide your attention back to the present. And when you do this over and over and over, you're building your ability to be mindful and attentive. And you can do this in the middle of a meeting. Let's say you're listening to the speaker and your mind is starting to wander. You know, just name it. Okay, mind wandering, I'm hungry. Now I'm going to redirect my attention back to the speaker. And, and you can really do this anywhere. You can do this at home with your kids when they're talking to you. You can do this while you're washing dishes. Really, it can be done anywhere. Um, so that's the first way just to get started is just to start noticing and bringing your attention back to the present. Another approach that you can do, um, it's still fairly simple, is starting to build a mindfulness meditation practice. And all meditation refers to is just seated meditation, um, just the practice of sitting still and you know noticing and focusing on your breath. Um, so basically what you can do is set your timer, set a timer on your phone for five or ten minutes, get seated in a comfortable position, close your eyes, and just start focusing on your breath and the way it comes in and out. Notice and name any thoughts and feelings and physical sensations that might arise, and then gently direct your attention back to your breath. That's what's known just as a breath-focused meditation. Some people like me find it easier to use a meditation app for guided meditation. The two I really like are Calm and 10% Happier, but there are tons of different mindfulness apps out there depending on whose voice you like, that kind of thing. You kind of have to do a little bit of experimentation. But it's the same idea. Pick one that lasts about 10 minutes and just really try to do it consistently. Aim for every day. It doesn't matter what time of day or night or time of day, you know, whenever it's most convenient for you, really. Uh, more and more companies are implementing mindfulness training in the workplace, which I think is really great. And there's lots of resources available online if someone really wants to get into much more in-depth training. Um, there are experts in the field like Tara Brock and Jack Hornfield that put out videos. Uh, there's lots of information online. So it really just depends on how deep you want to go into it. Absolutely. And this is like exercise. If you want to get something out of it, you've got to put something into it. And you said you have to be consistent. So you have to commit to this, right? Absolutely. And, and the other thing to, to just be careful of is to not judge yourself. So many of my clients will say, yeah, I tried that meditation thing and I just got too distracted. It's not working. And what I tell them is, actually, it's absolutely working because every time you get distracted and guide yourself back to the present, you're working on meditation and you're working on your mindfulness. So there's no such thing as a bad you know, meditation session. Every meditation session is a good one. No need to judge mm -hmm. yourself. 
So I think this is so important. I really hope everyone listening to this right now seriously considers this and takes the steps to commit to this. So I just want to ask you about a couple of things you just said. You said a couple of ways we can start being more mindful is tune in to what you are thinking and feeling right now. I think that's what you said. And then name it. So as you have these distracting thoughts, you go, oh, there's a thought. Name it, right? And then uh, 10 seconds later, you have another thought. Oh, God, I got to take the garbage out. Name it. And then you're back to work. And then, oh, my God, did I I email that person back? Name it, right? So that's what you're saying? I'm saying exactly to name it and then redirect yourself back to the present. Back to the present. Okay. And then you said also start doing a mindful uh, meditation practice, if you will, where you said get quiet in a room, right? And start Mm -hmm. focusing on your thoughts and do the same thing when the thoughts enter into your mind. And then you said potentially try a meditation app, and there are some really good ones out there, and you said calm or 10% happier, which are really good. Yep, those are the ones I personally like, but like I said, there's tons out there to choose from. Right. And as we wrap up, Shalini, thank you so much. This has been great. Can you take us, myself and my listener, hello, listener, thank you for listening. Can you take us through a guided meditation practice so we can understand what this is like? So maybe take us through a minute or so so we really have a better understanding of this. Can you do that for us? Of course. Okay. Of course. So, so Bill, I want you to get into a comfortable seated position. Okay. And again, there's no particular posture. Just make sure it's comfortable, your back is supported, and you're feeling alert. Okay. And once you can let your hands rest on your uh, legs. And when you're, when you're in that position and you're ready, go ahead and gently close your eyes. Okay. And I want you to start by just focusing on your breath. Notice how you breathe in. Notice your exhale. Mm-hmm. Notice how the rise and fall of your chest as you're breathing. Notice the inflow. And notice the outflow. You might feel a coolness as you breathe in. You might feel a warmth as you breathe out. I want you to take some time just to slowly notice the rhythm of your breath. And as thoughts pop into your mind, just gently name them to yourself and then redirect your attention to your breath. You might have a physical sensation. Again, just notice it and redirect your attention. You might have a feeling that comes up. Again, notice it, name it, and redirect. Just continue to focus on your breath. That's going to serve as your anchor. You're going to breathe in, and you're going to breathe out. Let it gently flow. You can continue to do this for a couple more seconds. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. I'm already feeling more relaxed. Do we have to, st- do we have to stop? <laughs> <laughs> That's basically um, a mindfulness practice. 
yeah, I got to tell you. So even though that was short, in those moments where you were, t- you know, thought popped because I was thinking, oh God, hopefully my my machine is still recording here, and you know, uh, notice, uh, you know, your your feelings. It's like, oh, God, my shoulder kind of hurts a little bit. Okay, redirect to the <laughs> to the breath again. You know, you could mm-hmm. you can feel how you do kind of slow down, how how you start to feel a little more calm if you will because you're just sitting quietly you're not doing it your eyes are closed and you're just kind of scanning for anything oh there's something that's okay back to the breath so as you said the breath is the anchor and what do you suggest like uh, five minutes or ten minutes or just trying to starting out doing it that way Absolutely. I, I actually recommend just the smallest time, so five minutes, just to get some practice in, you know, because anybody that says, oh, you have to start with 20 minutes, it just becomes too much for someone that's a newcomer to this to commit to. So I say start it with as little as five. I even have told people, start with three. That's okay. all. Yeah, start with something. That's a good goal. We can all commit three minutes to this. And then I think the important point is the mind wanders, which it will. It's like, okay, there's a thought. And before you know it, you might be trapped in a minute of thoughts, right? Exactly. The main thing is catch yourself and go, oh, man, I, my mind, I just thought of four things. I'm doing it again. Okay, return back to the breath. That's the key, right? That is absolutely the key because your mind will wander. And what you don't want to do is get caught up and start following that thought away from your breath because that can right. easily happen. It's to name it. And then just gently redirect back and, and not judge yourself for it either. I was just going to say that. And then don't get down on yourself. God, this isn't working. I can't do this. No, it is working. It is you working. Remember, it is working. Oh, back. okay, back to the breath. Okay, concentrate on the breath, okay? And just keep doing that. And like you say, in time, it does get easier to stay focused longer. Yes. Wow. Absolutely. Shalini, this is fantastic. Can I have you on every day? <laughs> <laughs> at this very same time, that'd be great. <laughs> It'd lead you in a mindfulness meditation every day. Every day with Shalini. I love it. It's our new podcast. Fantastic. Shalini, this has really been informative and helpful. And thank you so much for giving us your time today. This has really been great. Thank you again. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed our time together here. That's Shalini Lula, a licensed psychotherapist in private practice and our personal mindfulness coach. Yes, yours and mine. Isn't that right? Well, let's check the board. Survey says... Of course she is. She is terrific. And please join us for ShishMed Connections 2020, where you can learn more about healthcare strategies specific to marketing, digital engagement, communications, public relations, strategic planning, business development, as well as career and leadership development this year, September 13th through the 16th, 2020, in gorgeous Chicago, Illinois. And to learn more about ShishMed, visit... Can you tell I'm biased? I'm from Chicago. Visit shishmed.org and please subscribe to this podcast and check out upcoming ShishMed education events by heading to shishmed.org slash education. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels. This has been a production of Dr. Podcasting. I'm Bill Klaproth. See you. Thank you.